Za 7. Rolling here. Here we go. Jesse Glenn's. Harry Hansen. Christ, I'm like a celebrity. Hi, Carl. Hi, Carl. How are you? Doing good. Looking good. Michael Truscott's facility. It's pretty impressive. Kind of excited to do this. Nitro, James Giassi. Yeah, we're here. Buzzy. You guys are really something, man. I'd like to welcome Cam Schaefer. Old 85 car, blue and yellow, Mr. John Canta. Jeez, I feel like I'm Dale Jr. <laughs> podcast. Michael. Let's go. <laughs> dude, I'm fired up, dude. The Bill 2 Media Podcast is sponsored by QualityFreightRate.com. Use the promo code BILT2 and get 10% off your first shipment. And sign up is easy. QualityFreightRate.com. It's the one-year anniversary. The 50th episode. Seems strategically planned. But we all know it's Blake and Gunner, so nothing is actually strategically planned. And because it's your anniversary, I should probably be nice to both of you. <laughs> nah, just the opposite. It's a perfect time to take it up a couple of notches. These two are like a married couple that argue over little things, like the size of cheese curds. Seriously, what's wrong with you guys? Anyway, congratulations on your one-year 50th episode. It's like been fun working with you or something. <laughs> you two have come a long way from a year ago. And now is the time I get emotional. Talk about how great the last almost nine months have been. I'm just kidding. Built to Media Podcast. The podcast. The Built to Media Podcast. 60% of the time, it works every time. So here's Gunner with that finger that's just itching to hit the button. And Blake, his ass with the couch cushion riding up it. I hope it's riding high, brother. The Built to Media Podcast. First thing I do is I say, would y'all look at that? Just look at it. Just look at it. <laughs> now here's Gunner. He's got little uh, bells and whistles. And Blake. Can I just touch one? <laughs> no shame. Congrats on your one year 50th episode. Wow. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Uh. Did you tear up a little bit or what do you think? From laughing too. <laughs> David, uh, David had to listen live to that one. <laughs> you in here, David? Oh, I can no. barely hear it. Oh. <laughs> we could hear it loud and clear, but it was hilarious. Listen, I've listened to that thing so many times now that I don't need to hear it again. <laughs> uh, Dude, David, we appreciate your work. That was awesome. Yes, thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> I don't think you could have done it any better on that one, David. No, I think I could have. Well, by the way, just so the listeners know, we did not get to listen to that prior to us starting this podcast today. <laughs> the uh, the well, file said off limits. <laughs> the file said actually no peeking. <laughs> no peeking. <laughs> I had to trust that you two would actually not listen to it. Well, we definitely didn't, and I'm super glad that we did not listen to it because that was pretty awesome. So hopefully uh, we'll get this video out sometime in the next few weeks, and you'll be able to see our live reaction to it as well. <laughs> yeah. 
Live reaction, so much better. (laughs) That's great. David. Yes, sir. Can you believe we made it all this way? Nope. (laughs) We got a a super special episode for everyone, uh, including ourselves. It was pretty humbling going through, I think, uh, all 49 that were recorded prior and... You know, like David tells us every single absolute time we talk to him that we have improved, but we still suck. Right. Um, it was pretty cool actually being able to physically hear it. So, uh, David, you've been... Hey, a, that was a little harsh. Not, not really. <laughs> it's usually a, a compliment with a kick in the nuts. That's just how well, we roll. How you, that's how you grow. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> You got to knock us down in order for us to step back up. So uh, that might be my military training in me. Got to take you down and bring you up. Yep. <laughs> no, it's been an absolute pre- pleasure working with you. Uh, yes. And uh, well, we definitely appreciate all the guests as well. Yeah. All the guests. Um, it's <laughs> my God. The guests, Some of the guests have been amazing. Oh, for sure. It's uh, surprisingly amazing. Yeah. And we've had. You know, we've had big names, we've had little names, we've had first-time winners on here, we've had, uh, what, youngest would be 14, I think, Uh, all the way up to Harry, which he's probably up there making an iceberg right now or something, or getting ready to put his mark on. And he's been drinking. And he's probably (laughs) been drinking, so, yeah, no, it's been... uh, been a crazy year already i mean we started off I'll with plans ep- what's that i'll never forget that episode <laughs> when i sent you the intro for harry and you kept saying you got chills oh man that was yeah. great and then to play it for him and hear his reaction was awesome yeah it was yeah this is just it's something really cool because you can go back and listen to it whenever you want and it's always there and i mean even for the people that have come on it's so cool to just they have that for themselves you know right right and you know for us as well i mean we can go back and listen and there's some things we didn't even you know basically take in while we were talking to them yeah i noticed that was some of the ones that you had picked out and uh i just was like oh i forgot that even happened (laughs) or i don't remember that but that's awesome right yeah so yeah i think that's actually that's a, a good education moment for anybody when cause I don't think people, when you listen, you think of that side of it, but when you're actually interviewing something or somebody, yeah. you don't actually take in, you try to take in everything they're saying, but your head is always going, all right, what's the next thing I got to do? What's the next thing I got to say? What's the next question I got to ask yep. based on their reaction and their answer. They just said, do I go off in that direction? Or do I go to the next question and how do I transition that smoothly enough? And all of that is going on in your head while that's happening. So yes, you're not going to take everything in from every guest. Yeah. And we were also like pretty, I mean, I wouldn't say like extremely nervous, but there's some guests that you're like, holy shit, I'm right. either sitting in their shop or sitting right next to them or talking to them live on the phone or whatever. So it was... Yeah. Are you saying that you had a boner, Blake? No, I, it's a little far, David. <laughs> <I> said, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> taking that one to a new level. I mean, I was actually 
starting to get a little bit uh, sentimental there, and you kind of <laughs> rose to the occasion on that one. That's, that, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, we just want to thank you a ton for helping us out, and hopefully you keep continuing to help us. Uh, Blacklight Media has every, been a I'm huge... bit of this. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's helped all of us. I mean, truthfully. Yes. Yeah, it's been so fun working with you guys and uh, trying new, you know, new shit out, mm-hmm. figuring things out myself on my end, and kind of allows me to experiment with different things. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's been awesome. I'm just, I'm proud of you guys, seriously, and I mean that. I'm not going to get old, sarcastic, choke, you know, oh, David. Fine. <laughs> Uh, I really am proud of you guys. You guys have come a long way, and it's been really cool. Yeah, we definitely uh, appreciate that and appreciate everything you've done for us. Well, hopefully here's to another year. Hell yeah, brother. I mean, we've became pretty good friends through this whole deal, so we'll keep it going. We're ready to get on with it. So, All right, let's get to some of those uh, favorite, greatest moments. Sounds good. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. Good boys. See you, buddy. Old David. Cool. So basically how this is going to go is we kind of searched through each podcast, picked out a couple sections, and, you know, we didn't get to everybody because it'd probably be a three-hour-long podcast. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we definitely just want to say before we start, we appreciate each and every person that came on and helped us out through this so uh, we're just going to kind of play some of our favorite moments from some of the podcasts yeah i'm super glad that everybody you know understood that we were learning as we went and uh i mean we've stepped it up a notch wow. we're we're <laughs> <laughs> we're Ooh. we're uh we're i don't know we're I think we're in a good place here with the podcast. Hopefully we can uh, keep it going strong. We're going to take a couple weeks off to not necessarily regroup, but revamp, I would say. Yeah, it'll um, be a couple weeks just kind of, I don't know, we're going to try and upgrade a couple things and I don't know, just we kind of need a break as well for yeah. pretty much, it's been pretty close to 52 weeks straight, so yep. I think it's, we've only uh, taken literally two weeks off in a year from doing this. Right. Well, we haven't really missed because we've had, this would be episode 50, and we had two that weren't called right. episodes. So we took like one week off. <laughs> yeah. We have posted an episode every single week. Right. Um, but yeah, we're going to revamp. We're going to work really hard to get you guys some YouTube stuff so you can see our faces live <laughs> and in <laughs> action. Uh, we got to work on lighting. <laughs> yep. It's a little lame in here, but you know, I mean, it's comfy on a couch. Honestly, it's been yeah, it's been really good from what we've done. So yeah, once again, appreciate all you guys that came on. We uh, today we do have Zach Whittles in studio. The ten Z. Hello, hello, Zach. <laughs> do you want to try that again? Because you're gonna listen to it and be like, oh my god, I said that. Hello. <laughs> hello, much, hello gunner much better hello built to hello. world <laughs> so basically we're just gonna start from the bottom and work our way through yeah i mean it was pretty fun listening to everything so yeah the learning curve what we learned and how good we became i wouldn't say we we're great but 
We try. Definitely fun. We had a lot <laughs> of really fun guests, and we had a lot of laughs just putting this together for you guys. So stick yeah. with us and listen along. We'll kind of keep you up to, up to date and comment on a few of them. So first off, we're going to hear a pretty great story with James Nitro Giassi. Something a little less <laughs> wrong. I mean, that was bad deal, man. So we're, I can't do So there that. we were. All right. Let's okay. We'll just start with off. lunch and then go back to the beginning. Okay. So we's eating <laughs> and ordered waiting. Yeah, where, waiting where? for um hey, uh, I don't even Lake know soda something. No. Some place right on the water. Some place you eat <laughs> on a dock boat. right on the water. Yeah, 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 okay. And we're waiting for a while and uh it's quite a while. <laughs> like a half hour before. <laughs> you no, know, we've been it's a bachelor party, you know, so we we have some drinks and yeah. all that. And I don't know what I ate earlier in the day. <laughs> God. <laughs> but, uh, I know where this is going. Oh, it was bad. We're sitting there. Man, I might lose some sponsors over this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I passed some gas. <laughs> and it had a little uh, extra oily discharge. <laughs> He Anyhow, sharded at the table. It was, it was at a the shart. table. The place is packed. Our table's got six people there. Did you know it was a shart right away? <laughs> no, and I didn't tell nobody either. <laughs> I'm like, once I realized what the situation was, I'm like, hey, man, we got a problem. <laughs> they got Kevin Eaters to next to me. I said, hey, you got a towel? He's like, for what? I'm like, just answer the question. You don't want to know. <laughs> you got a towel, man. He brings me a towel. Uh, it's pretty much saved my life. I had white shorts on, too, by the way. Yeah. So Stain. I wrap myself up in this towel and I go jump in the in the water and I'm, you know, doing Dude, laundry. Doing your thing. <laughs> I'm yes. doing laundry out there. And uh you know, we was good for the rest of the day, but uh Oh, it's just hilarious. It won't be a bachelor party without something like that. You no. know what I'm saying? I mean that's swimming behind the You'll boat. never you'll never forget that. No. That's that's what matters most. So, that was awesome. <laughs> James, dude. Oh. Wow. Yeah, I remember that day pretty clearly, We're man. Through I, love, I just love how he goes, well, I might lose some sponsors over this Yeah, <laughs> Here we go. Oh, man. Oh, that's I'm awesome. Still wiping the tears off. Yes. Especially in white shorts. Oh, it was a bad situation. <laughs> I just remember him floating out there swimming, so. Yeah. All right, what do we got coming up next? I believe it's uh, Chad Cummings. Ah, Van Man. <laughs> Let's hit it. <laughs> Tim oh. steals yeah, a 15-passenger van into Talladega at 95 miles an hour into turn three. Or was it was a different story. That was we one can, of them. We had tell a, them all. Tell that one first. Oh, yeah. It was Well, when you leave practice after, like, ARCA practice, there's an official on the backstretch, and he's weight motion, and he ended up come across the track, you know, and go out, <laughs> go out the gate. Well... I went right by him. So he was motioning that way and I went straight. So wide open, down into turn three. We had the whole crew in the van. And I hit the corner about 95. And uh, Phyllis, our uh, secretary, um, she's probably in her 40s or 50, whatever. And she was, I, I don't know if you realize, you can't, you can't even realize how steep the banking is at Talladega yeah. until you go into it at 95 <laughs> miles an hour in the team van <laughs> like holy shit you go in there and just boom all of a sudden you're at a 45 degree yeah. angle it felt like and phyllis was up there in the bucket seat 
I was driving, so she was in the passenger seat, like hanging on. Like she goes, <laughs> they used to call me cheesy because I was from Wisconsin. Yeah, I lived it when I was in Michigan, and she goes, cheesy, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> I go, hang on, Phyllis, <laughs> I can't lift now. We'll tip over. <laughs> Going in deep, boys. Oh, <laughs> uh, so that was a good band story, but uh, and that's what Paul Wiesner he was riding with us. He goes, don't lift now, cheesy. He goes, you gotta commit. We're in deep now. <laughs> oh. We rolled through there nice, though. I felt like it was a pretty good corner, really. Yeah, the van was set up pretty good. <laughs> it felt good, a yeah. little tight. But yeah. <laughs> we got through there nice. Um, the best van story with Dave Marcus was, um, well, I was sleeping, and all of a sudden I woke up, and Dave was, it was just me and him in the old weird Chevy van. And, yeah. Um, and uh, <clears throat> he was pissed off about something. I'm like, what's going on? And he goes, oh, this idiot in front of us, you know, or whatever was hitting his brakes or something. Well, Dave was good for hauling ass in the van and then he he wasn't afraid to ride you right on, you know, right on your right. bumper. <laughs> so he was pretty close to this guy. Well, that guy made the mistake of flipping us off. Oh, that's not Also, good. yeah, and then we kept going faster and faster and we had the the old, the, the old weird Chevy van had a big steel bumper on it and shit. It was, <laughs> you know, they were built stout back in the day, you know. And this was one of them little Dodge K cars that this <laughs> this guy in front of us flipped us off and um so Dave went right up behind him and then the guy sped up. They kept going faster and faster and then Dave got closer and the guy hit his brakes. That was a mistake because um, that really pissed Dave off, you know, like this <laughs> idiot, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And um, so finally the guy, we went, then we got back up on him. Dave hit the brakes really hard. We got back up on him and then the guy hit his brakes again. Well, then Dave, he said this, you know, blah, blah, backed off from the guy and came speeding up on him. And the guy seen us coming in the rear room mirror and he hit his brakes and Dave's Put the throttle. He was already going fast, and he he kept it hammered. And we fucking crushed the trunk of this K car with our weird Chevy van. Smashed the like the trunk folded right up to the back window. I mean, it looked like a demo car at the fair, and um, it was awesome. And the guy was flipping us off, and he goes, he's going like he's pointing to the right you know like pull over pull over and we kept going and then he got off he shot off he's pulling over and we're like yeah yeah we were motioning like yeah we'll go and the guy pulled off the exit ramp flew up the exit ramp and we just kept right on going (laughs) down the highway see you later buddy (laughs) okay bye never heard nothing more about it that was awesome that's great dave marcus was a trip (laughs) oh dude Dude. I'm sure if we get into that memory bank one of these days again, it's going to be golden. I was just going to say we should probably have him on again because there's a lot of people we need to have on again just for stories. I know. Yeah. yeah. There's so many good ones. Kind of like when we brought Jesse on for the second time. Like, right. It was more comfortable. Yep. Oh, geez. Yeah. What we got next? What up? Whittles, what do you got God, over there? I hope there? you guys are enjoying these so far. <laughs> I mean, we're only in two, but... Yeah, episode 10, boys. Ooh, Mark Girth, oh, the Girthster. Girthmeister. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> well, what about when Gunner drove mine? He he screwed yeah, up my we, whole year. Well, half of the year anyway. Okay, hold on now. So he bends the rear end. He bends <laughs> no. the wheel. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Right it now? went okay. that far? So I mean, we've talked the about deal. it. But, jeez. <laughs> so I go out and practice Mark's Modified, and, you know, I touched the wall a little bit. Touched it? <laughs> <laughs> Did you move concrete? He like, moved it. I'll show you the exact crack. It's still there. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so then 
Wasn't it like the week after you went out for hot laps and put it in the wall? Yeah, because you bent the rear end. Yeah, the rear end was all bent. I, 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 I lit the wick, and all of a sudden it was doing stuff I'd never thought it would do. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so there I am, like first practice. You know, I, I bend the right rear quarter end just you know a little bit, like scraped it, and then Mark goes out and you know goes out for hot laps, and the track's all muddy and wet and stuffs it in the wall and then it's of course my fault so i did that was like the only time i <laughs> i i was that guy that hit the wall in hot laps you hate to be that guy <laughs> at Menominee going into one like that was my that was my a plus corner and i completely your home it. track just uh, stopped. <laughs> yeah move the deck over and then so we're parked next to ben hillman and benny obviously like his car's a magnet to the wall right so he's he's been in this situation before i haven't i mean my t-bar's bent over my i'm like oh god i was like oh get the drills let's get this thing fixed he's like no i got this (laughs) he goes and he gets his port of power he goes you don't want to undrill anything he goes let's just port of power this back i'm like thank god i got a (laughs) high side hustler parked next to me he knows all the tricks (laughs) Got a bad day there, Gunner. Well, my biggest takeaway is always park next to a guy with a porta power, just in case. And he's a high side tickler, so he knows how to bend sheet metal. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Zach, what do you got? What's next? The ice cube, boys. Same Mars. Oh, the ice cube. Ice cube. I think my biggest takeaway from last one's Gunner's a wing champion. He's fencing a modified out here, dude. It's just what I do. It is. <laughs> I mean, once you do it the first time, I would. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fence it and then get it over with. I mean, it wasn't mine, so. Oh, <laughs> God, I hope Mark listens to this. Uh, let's hit up Sammy. Here. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I guess, like, kind of looking ahead, um, what are your goals for, I guess, this upcoming season? And then maybe give us, like, a... 10-year outlook or like a 5, 10-year, where do you see yourself or where do you hope to be at least? Right. Um, I mean, next year, obviously, I hope I can start off strong, try and pick up a couple wins than the ones I didn't get this year. Yep. Try and give myself kind of a confidence boost in a way. I'd really like to go run some open stuff this year. Like with Fountain City, they got their 20,000, 10,000, 20,000. When they come around here, they go to Superior, Menominee, um, Fergus Falls, I think that's about it where they go to, but I'd like to do that. I think and Cedar Lake, obviously, which just kind of got to see how it goes. I mean, it's all depends on my performance, obviously. So, but run a lot of Wasota stuff. I'd like to try and see what I can do at Menominee weekly. And then if I can travel more to bigger money shows, I will, or I'd like to at least see what happens there. But try to get yourself on a swing type deal. Right. Like, I mean, I'd, I'd love to run the challenge series. But I feel like that's maybe another year out or something. Like I, if I could do it this, if I could start out hot this year and feel like I, I could compete, I would like right. to do it. But I mean, you just never know. It really just kind of depends on how scared you want to live. Right. Exactly. <laughs> do you live yeah. scared, Sammy? Mm, not really. Sometimes. Like, do you have a fear of being scared? Sometimes. Sometimes. See, like. Blake and I, we've never been scared in our life. I've never actually known what scared is. I don't even no. know what it's like. Oh, I, I was definitely scared limping that car back at Ashland. <laughs> I, it was not a good day. <laughs> I still don't live scared. No, I've never been scared. I don't know what it means. 
Uh, well, Sammy had a great year, though. Yeah, he did. And I think he's ready for everything he said he wanted to do. Yep. Honestly. No, he he had some really good runs there, especially towards the end of the season. Yeah. When he uh, he ran, what, second to his dad that one? Yep. Even beat him one was. night. Yeah. I mean, he got second to Jesse at uh, Red Cedar opening night. Um, yeah, I'd say you're pretty much ready. Or not opening <laughs> night, but whenever it was. I mean, still, yeah, regardless, every time we watched him, he was killing it. Um, I think he's ready for whatever he wants to do. And you got to think, like, what is it? It's only his second year in a, in a late model. Right. And a full-blown late model, yeah. that's It takes... Honestly, after going through all these podcasts, we asked the question a couple times, how long did it take for you to get comfortable? Right. And the lowest number was three years. Yep. And I feel the same way. I mean, if yeah. I felt like it took me at least three years to get comfortable mm-hmm. in a sprint car. Yep. Zach, you're on year two, right? Yeah, like, it's definitely like you see a different track condition every time you go out. So it's like... You might go out there in something you never ran before, and you're like super uncomfortable, like just ripping the top like the legendary ice slick, and you're an inch away from the wall, and doing that right. was just something you never seen before. Right. Yeah. So just trying to, like, no matter what the track condition is, you have to be comfortable. And I think, I mean, by the end of this year, Sammy is, <laughs> he's there, man. He looked ready to me. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know what I took away from the first clip you played with James? What the old squeaky chairs. Ah, uh, yes. Ugh. <laughs> Damn. We've squeaky. upgraded a little bit. A little bit. Now we just got a worn out couch. Right. <laughs> Better than squeaky chairs. <laughs> Zach, what do you got next? Roger Cummins, episode 12. Ooh, Ooh. Grandpa. What then, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um. So I guess real quick, I wanted to kind of jump back in the timeline, but um, yep. you, you kind of had something to do with the start of Red Cedar, didn't you? Kind of. Want to explain how you got that going, or how yeah, it went. well, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We we started uh, like I say in '69, and we run at Eau Claire, and uh, then in '70, let's see, I think it was '72, we started talking about um, you know maybe trying to get something going at Menominee uh, because uh, we were having some problems with Eau Claire. They were you know didn't want to pay, and you know they didn't want to take care of the track and stuff. In fact, I got to tell you the story we. Uh, we're one night racing over there. This was, I think it was in 72 and everybody was complaining about the payout, you know, no, nobody was paying out. He wasn't paying anything, you know, and stuff. And well, he said next week, he says, we're going to give you guys half of the gate. So you tell everybody to come there and, you know, make sure you advertise it good and you're going to get half the gate. Well, guess what? The next week we got there and, you know, we were supposed to get half the gate. And uh, just after, uh, intermission, uh, comes over the loudspeaker and says, uh, we've just been held up at the gate, and uh, so they stole all the money that we took in tonight. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so Come we kind of figured <laughs> that was uh, that was convenient. But uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, that was time to get out of Eau Claire. And so we uh, <laughs> we uh, started talking about Come on. <laughs> so then uh, see what happened. I think it was in probably they had just redone the racetrack at Menominee. It used to be an old horse track. It was a half mile horse track. Oh, oh and, wow. And, uh, so they had, they had some, I think it was sprint cars there and uh, at the fair the year before. And so the county had went at it and they shortened the track to what it is now. Okay. And, uh, but it was still a lot of sand and stuff, you know? And so, um, still anyway, uh, Something. it was, uh, Doug Tylee's dad, um, uh, 
uh, uh, came to went to the county board and asked him about it if we could probably put a racetrack out there, and they said, well, you know, we can maybe talk about it. So anyway, we uh, we got to talking amongst our us racers, you know, and said, hey, you know, uh, maybe we could get something going at Menominee. You know, we had the grandstand there in front of the track, and and uh, and they had already they had put up a concrete wall in front of the grandstand at that time too, and. Uh, so anyway, that was how we got started. And, uh, we, uh, so we went to the, it was actually the county board and, uh, cause they owned the land and, uh, the fair board had something to do with it. And so we, our first race was there in 19, I think it was 72 at the fair. We, we run at the fair on a Friday afternoon and it was a dust bowl. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was bad, but, uh, you had to keep going fast so you didn't get stuck in the sand in the corners, but. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's how it started. And then we raced, uh, the rest of 72 then, uh, on Sunday afternoon. And, uh, then 73, we run on Sunday. We hauled clay. We got a bunch of trucks together and, and we hauled clay on the track. Uh, we got it out from uh, west of town there from some old, uh, brickyard clay and, uh, hauled some clay on. And that was the start of Red Cedar Speedway. Hmm. Amazing. Legendary. Yeah. That's uh just hearing that story again kind of reminded me of how, how many times we had talked to somebody and then after the podcast they'd bring up some another story or like, Why didn't you say that? <laughs> yeah. Like after we got done with Roger, he took us over to the counter and started showing us an old, you know, newspaper cutouts and pictures of a car and this and that. I mean, I was I could have sat there for four hours. Right. Like, just, I'm pretty sure we're going back to your grandpa's with a case of beer and telling him just to, we might even set up in the lacy chair. Maybe. So we're all comfy. We might have to. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's yeah. a, there's a lot of knowledge behind that guy. And I would, I wish I could bottle up a lot more of that and just listen back. Yeah. Honestly. I, you know, honestly, it would be so cool if we could do two episodes a week where, yeah. One is just like repeats of yep. last season yep. or this season. So, or some, I mean, I really like how this is flowing. So, even if we could do some more of this, it's yeah, this I is enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah, let's uh, let's hit up old John Canta. Oh, yeah, old Johnny, ours tires, but back in the day, I mean, even I don't know, kind of watching when I was younger too, you could definitely tell that. You know, mods were super bobbly and <laughs> and like you said, leaf springs. I can't imagine if you got a big cushion, if you're running up to hit that baby, it's 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 probably not gonna hold as good as it would now. <clears throat> well, actually those leaf springs were just very, very forgiving. But what we learned and kind of learned the hard way was when they decide to give up though, they like give up right now and you'll just, you'll spin yourself out and wonder why. And it's like, <laughs> what is the world going on? And, um, it got, we finally learned that, you know, they wear out and you'd put a new oh. set of leaf springs in and it was just bolted. <laughs> and it was just the weirdest thing, but it'd go through holes. And I think that's why Morgan's car was pretty good, you know, cause it was just so forgiving. And, and if you had, you know, good springs in or newer springs, it was just, it was good. So what you're saying is if we still had leaf springs now, everybody's wall would be loaded with leaf springs instead of shocks? Yeah. <laughs> well, you said it right there. Shocks is the big deal nowadays. and and I just shocks. love listening to him. Yeah. 
I really do. That's crazy to think that uh, race cars used to be have le- have uh, leaf springs in them. You imagine a sprint car on a leaf spring? No, oh. I can't actually. Golly, uh. man, that was fun. I mean, I think John was John one of the first ones we actually went to the shop. Uh, he had to be one of the first. Yeah. Yeah, he was probably our first shop tour, I'd say. It was incredible. Well, besides, we went over to Jiggy's, but... Right, but uh, race shop, trophies, banners. I mean, just walk. He's got that place so organized, which we made a video on TikTok about it and stuff, but it was... I mean, you just sit there in awe. Right. And even, even all the other ones we've went to, you just, regardless of how big it was, you just sit there and just so cool just to see what they have in their shop right how about uh the new richmond nightmare oh speaking of which episode 50 oh kevin vbrock oh chase we should have had him on this is 50 gavin yeah oh yeah all right let's hear from chase hit it um first off i we we kind of want to know you know like how our podcast work is how did you get into racing? Give us your kind of brief story and then we'll kind of just get into some questions and whatever pops up after that. Yeah. All right. Well, my grandpa raced for 35 years and, uh, ran really good up here. I would say well known in the area. Parts then, guy too. Yeah. He's the parts guy now <laughs> and grandpa, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So he raced and then my dad, uh, went out on a limb and bought a go-kart and he raced for a little bit and then got me into it once I was old enough. And he decided, you know what, my kid's starting to run really good. I should just focus on him. Those are kind of his words. Right. And then, uh, I don't know. He just, we just took off. My brother got into it for a little bit and then he got out and I just kept racing ever since. Yep. Um, so did you start out in the flat cart? Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. And then you went to like, did you go junior wing? No, I went 125s. Okay. Yeah, and that's when the classes were split 125s and then the 250s. And yep. now they're combined or whatever. But yeah. Um, and you raced with old Nitro a little bit. Yeah. We did race quite a bit together. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, you guys are pretty good friends now, right? Yeah, yeah. We went to school together, grew up in the same area, and then obviously raced together. Right. Race each other hard. Yep. <laughs> Another uh, good buddy. Yep. He had a hell of a career. <clears throat> yeah. Or a hell of a year, I should say. Right. He finished her out strong with three in a row. Yeah, that's true. He uh now he was really fast this year and it's uh it's really cool to see that see the guys that have come through thunder hill as well yeah i mean just a lot of people have it really was, when you think about it even after doing this like you it really opens your eyes like to realize who and how many right because there was some that i didn't even know they raced at thunder hill and i mean honestly in the back of my head uh before i got to become really good friends with jesse i yeah. mean i I don't remember him racing there that much. Like I knew he ran a flat cart, but I don't remember hardly any of his races in the wing cart. Right. I well, I think I was pretty young when he was doing it, so yeah, yeah, it was kind of 
I don't know. It's crazy to think about because, like, even guys like Scott Gilbert or yep. AJ Russian or, I mean, there's so many people. Mark Girth. You don't remember AJ running? I don't know. No, that was when I was running, so. Yeah. Do you fence him at all or no? No. 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 Uh, Jim Giassi. Jim me did. and Jim Giassi did not get along in the wing carts. No. I, uh, we get along now, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was fun. This next one, pretty hard to uh, pick out a certain spot that oh, I wanted my to. Oh, gosh. You know, go with, but so calm, so collected. Just it was literally like we were just hanging out, right? Like the mics were just a focal point of why we were there. Yes, and everything else was just awesome. <laughs> yep. Hit that button. Heck yeah! Getting back to the mod. I mean, obviously success. I, I'm pretty sure Jim Town and Rice Lake were <laughs> Buzzy Adams tracks. Uh, I mean, what's it take to be as good as you were? I mean, every single race. We're not just talking about, you know, feature time. It was hot laps. It was heat races. It was halfway through the feature. If you're dead last because you had a flat, you're still putting money on Buzzy Adams. I mean, what's it take to get there? Well, I don't know. I mean, we uh, we were, you know, young and hungry and had, uh, you know, had good equipment. But, you know, you're... uh, you're motivated too. You find people to get motivated and try to outrun. And when the young guys are coming up, you know, like, you know, when you got a kid like Jesse Glentz moving up, it's like, man, that kid's fearless. So <laughs> we either better lay over and let him go or maybe step up our game, you know? So it's fun when the young guys are coming up and, and, uh, you know, they give you new motivation, but we were always chasing national points too. So you knew at the end, you know, the beginning of the day, you have to, you know, win your heat race and try to win that feature top three. Cause it's all points. So, you know, when your points racing national point wise, it basically trains you like you got a top three. Otherwise, you hate to say it, but it's a wasted night. Right. And it, you know, you should never be bummed to run fourth. But if we ran fourth or fifth, a lot of nights, like it was, it was a bad night. And it's, right. but again, like that's all we've ever done, you know, since I was 18 in a street stock, you know, we, we ran 70 to 80 shows a year. So that was always the goal. Just try to, you know, run three nights a week, sometimes four. And, one year we even ran five nights a week and just, uh, you know, more seat time, the better you get. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, it, the modified deal just fit us so much better. I think, um, driving style and, you know, you could let your tail hang out and be competitive or street stock. If you get it crooked, you're not <laughs> yeah. going to go forward and super yeah. stocks now, like the one watching the good guys today look, you know, a lot more, um, I guess I'll just say more fun than they looked back when I had them, you know, technology is better and, um, just the package just looks better. But, uh, but yeah, I like that mod deal. I just, I like the open wheel, like the way they steer and, uh, it's fun to tweak on them and, and make them go. Buzzy. That would have been one of them ones where you were kind of like nervous at the beginning and yep. finally realized that, you're with somebody you've been watching forever and right. then you kind of calm down and you're like, holy shit. He's just like us. Like, yep. He's big on the kids too. Yeah. Like, it's, it was really cool. And, uh, Blake Adams is pretty quick. Yeah. This year that kid, it was really fun. Like he's wow. on the old iRacing now. Is he? Uh, he's in my lobby last night. We're screwed, <laughs> dude. We're screwed. Now he, uh, 
It was fun watching him grow this year too. Oh yeah. Buzzy's like, we need to get him out in his one twenty five and like every single week he just came back in that arm. I'm like, where's that one twenty five? Yep. But honestly, he'll get there. That episode is when I started to realize what we were actually doing with the podcast. Yeah, it was super cool to go see Buzzy and hear all that. I mean, we're making friends. Right. It's so cool. Heck yeah. I can't, I mean, I'll keep saying it. We got a lot of episodes to go through yet, but I'll keep saying it. (laughs) Hit the button. I guess, can you explain to maybe some of the listeners around here that might not know kind of where you came from, what, you know, your past and kind of where you're at now? Um, Can you give them a little bit of a background briefing on, uh, you know, kind of how you got into racing or where it all started and kind of where you're at now? Yeah, so um started a long time ago before I was even around. Um, my, grandma, my grandpa and my dad both raced, so my grandpa was racing during the 70s at Tulsa Speedway back when uh, racing was in its prime, it seemed like. And um, he won multiple championships there and with NCRA sprint cars. And uh, my dad also started to race. And, um, you know, they, <clears throat> they raced for a while until they got a little older and had family and kind of had to kind of had to give up on it and um you know my grandpa won a lot and has had a bunch of great great achievements throughout his career along with my dad um and then um my grandpa built a racetrack here in town at creek county speedway and um, that's kind of where i grew up around the racetrack um my dad took care of it the track when um, i was younger and you know i grew up at the racetrack every weekend and you know in in my head i just kind of i just knew i wanted to race and um, I always look forward to getting a race car. And when I was eight, my dad <clears throat> ended up purchasing our first car and it was a junior sprint. Um, just had a little KT100 motor on it. And, uh, we ended up starting to go race at Port City Raceway, which is just a local track here in Tulsa and, uh, which is actually a really a, a major hub for micro racing nowadays. And, you know, even back then. So, um, basically I didn't know it at the time, but I was put into a, a great area with great racers and a great competition. And, you know, we ran around local in the junior sprint class for a little bit and uh, fully progressed through the micro ranks and ended up uh, traveling a little bit once we got to the outlaw class um, uh, just kind of traveling and trying to get some more experience on different tracks and uh, we were able to win the golden drill at the Tulsa shootout in uh, 2010 um, we backed it up with two we won the nominee out oh Blake just made Whittle stop <laughs> I wanted to make it feel like it was Wayne's World. <laughs> that was very cool hearing from Blake Hahn. Yeah. Uh, first national touring like sprint car guy. Right. A name that we've been watching for a while in the sprint cars. If you couldn't tell, I was a little nervous to ask him. <laughs> so if you could tell us when you were, where you were, and where, what you were doing when, when you did it on the side. when, But then where again and how. If you came from. Yep. So just tell us that. Yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> we were pumped after that episode. Oh, yeah. Blake Hahn is pretty good shit. He's I a tell you. Yeah. yeah. And iRacing, that's where Blake Hahn came from. Yeah, I was in that lobby. Yeah. We talked to him while we were racing him, and it was pretty cool. I tell you who's got some high energy. Though. All right. Hit it. Melody brings it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's get right into it. We're skipping all the news. We're going right into 
Big Mexico over here. Episode oh. 20. This is big. Oh. <laughs> you ready Let's for your... Oh, baby. Thanks for having me on, boys. Hell yeah. You ready for your intro, bud? Dude, I'm fired up, dude. Play it on me. Here it is. Podcast. Time for the Built 2 Media Podcast special guest. He's been racing since he was a kid and was winning baby grand stock cars before he was old enough to date. And over 10 years later, he's still the youngest champion in that series. He seems to master whatever series he touches. And now he's looking to dominate the winged 360 sprint car series. But the coolest thing about this guy, he's got an awesome iRacing setup. Hey, can I be this guy's friend? The Built 2 Media Podcast welcomes the Latin lover. Oh, he doesn't call himself that. Well, he should. It's Michael Millard. The Built 2 Media Podcast starts now. Michael. Let's go. <laughs> What'd you Latin think? Latin lover. They're going to start calling me that next week, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, that's Showed awesome. up as Mexico, left as a Latin lover, baby. Come on. Hell yeah. <laughs> can you get down? I mean, can you can get, I down? get down? Yeah. What do, you, what do you mean, can I get down? That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say, when you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So I like to be ready for anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> wow, the energy. Dude, man. if you haven't listened to that one, that's one that you just need to. Yeah. Like, you might not have recognized the name, but you need to listen to that. Yes. I was like, I was so pumped after that one. Yeah. I, I mean, I can listen to it again. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. We seriously could have went for a jog after that and not been tired. Oh, no. He brings so much energy, <laughs> dude. Oh, right. Michael. Another let's... one. Another one. I racing dude. I mean, super popular online. Yeah. Moved out to PA. I got a right when I got to your house. Actually, I got a notification on Facebook. Michael yeah. Millard's going live. Going he, live. He's four ten racing now too. Yeah, and yep. he just got a four ten with uh, Mexico engraved in it. Finally, <laughs> finally, that took a lot of money, man. Yeah, he's going for it though. He is patient. Yeah, I don't know if I could wait that long living in PA for a motor. Right. <laughs> I think the coolest thing is he makes the iRacing like streaming thing work. Like right. he, I would never have think that you could ever make that work, that people would watch you actually race. But. And he basically started it. Yeah, I mean, he exactly. started it. Yeah. And that's literally what people feed off of when they live stream now. Yep. Cool Let's stuff. hit the next one. Hit the button. Yeah, yeah. Can we get a He's sample? Give me a handstand. Yeah, you think you could say, I mean, you got quite a few gin and tonics. You think we could get a little sample at karaoke? Uh, Let's see. What? I got you, babe. Well, sure. Why not? Okay. I got you to hold my hand. I've got you to understand. I got you. I won't let go. I got you to love me so. How's that? That That's was amazing. Great. Hey, we We do yeah. need a Kevin Eater, Harry <laughs> Hansen. <laughs> Were you there when you seen that one? I wasn't there, but I know I know Kevin Eater pretty well. And after hearing that, you guys are majestic. Yeah, me and him won a hundred bucks at Ogilvy for the <laughs> the karaoke concert, but it was at Get Low by Little John. 
<laughs> and I came up with the song. Oh, boy. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Harry. Oh. oh, I fucking love Harry. Honestly, I uh, I got the karaoke, but I missed when the iceberg fell on that his house. That was so funny when he dropped the call and we call him back. <laughs> Did a fucking iceberg fall on your house? What <laughs> <laughs> the batteries went? <laughs> yeah, the batteries went dead on his home phone. <laughs> yeah, the switch phones. Oh, uh, that guy is great. Just he's, retired. He retired yeah. from work. He's racing full time. Living the dream oh, now. I love that guy. I really do. <laughs> Let's hit the next one. Where are we at? We're on 25. Episode YouTuber. 25, the YouTuber, Mr. Chase Holland. Got to meet him in person this year. Yeah. Did you get to meet him? I don't know. if I don't think I did. God, did, such an idiot. Had, oh, okay. So Todd, Todd, Todd. Me which, and Todd meet, met him. Yeah. By the way, Todd was unable to make it to today's episode. Oh, Todd. Um, we'll, we'll just pause right here. Because Moment of Todd is the Todd. well that too, but Todd is the reason why Chase Holland was on. Um, he did help us out with a lot of guests. Honestly, I don't even know if I had heard of Chase Holland prior, but it definitely got me intrigued. And uh, one one thing is, Mom Todd came up to me after meeting him, and he came up and said that uh, Chase's mom said in Todd voice, but also using Chase's mom voice. Boy, y'all just did a bang-up job on that episode. <laughs> I just love that. Oh, great, great people, but let's let's listen to it. Speaking of your YouTube channel, um, you know, you kind of let people into your race career, you know, doing that. Um, does that add any pressure to, you know, trying to do good every week, or is it just kind of like in the background and it's just there for you? It doesn't really add pressure to me, but it's it gets difficult at times because we want to show people everything. We want it to be real, and we want, you know, you can sit at home and experience the racing through our racing experience, you know. And with that, you know, there's a, it's, it's racing. It's not winning. You know what I mean? For sure. We tear a lot of stuff up. We make a lot of mistakes, and uh, a lot of it's self-inflicted, and it's hard for us to come out about it, you know, because we don't want to be criticized, but at the same time, it's real, and other people are going through the same stuff. So, you know, that's that's kind of the only thing that's hard for us is to, to always be real. Yeah, for sure, and... But I do, like you say, I do think uh, most people want to see the, you know, the ups and downs. And I, I just feel like everybody knows that you're obviously not going to win every week, but um, people like to see the struggles and the successes. So it's kind of cool to just document everything. No doubt. Uh, I encourage everybody to do YouTube regardless of how, how little it is or how big it is. It's very beneficial. Very honest. Yes. That, uh, no, it's definitely true, though. I mean, whenever you watch a video, it's kind of just like, man, I, you know, it's cool to see wins and everything, but not everybody gets to see the struggles that go on. Right. So it's, uh, you know, they're not in the shop with you. And 
seeing all that behind the scenes stuff. I would like to uh, mention also that uh, I think we're the reason why he came up here to race. Right. We, we egged him on pretty good. We continued <laughs> to egg him on. Moving on. Let's go, baby. Just going back to the racing stuff, how did you, did you race? So you're from Michigan. Did you race over there or started here? Yeah, there was actually a track probably a half mile from my mom and dad's house. I think my dad helped build the track originally and everything. Um, but it was actually closed down for a while and they kind of reopened it about when I was probably 14 or 15. Okay. And once they started going, I was like, I just decided one day I better get a car out there and try it. And actually it was, we had a rain day. I was working in the woods and we had a rain day. I came home and dug the old car out of the shed, put it in the garage, started kind of tinkering with it. Then my dad came home from work that afternoon and he's like, the hell are you doing? And he just went in the house (laughs) and he come out a couple hours later and we just started working on it and had it together that week. And, uh, I think I won the feature that first night out there. So I was hooked right there. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be pretty hard to walk away from that one. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was a fun time. So that Um, was like your intro to racing though, was you pulling the car out of the weeds and going versus, I mean, I assume your dad raced before that. Yeah. He raced for many, many years. I think, I think he finally retired at like 27 years. I think he quit racing a few years ago. But I bet he raced probably 15, 20 years before I did, you know? Yeah. So, so I was that, at the track since I was like three years old. Pretty amazing. <laughs> That's crazy. That's uh, pretty much how a lot of people grow up around here. I was at the track since I was three years old. <laughs> yep. <Right. laughs> but to pull a car out of the weeds when you're bored on a rainy day and then. Yeah. <clears throat> pretty amazing. Ooh, here we go, Gunner. We've got... This is where the button got big. Oh, so I think... This is red button day. I think what we should do here is just uh, play... Because we've got three different times in here. We're going to just play them all in a row. Zach's going to work his magic and scrub forward on them. Magic man. (laughs) Get it, Zach. Get it, get it. Let's hit it. Gunner. Yeah. Hey, I was muted there for a second. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> well, we've been here the whole time. Yeah. Just um, technical difficulties. <laughs> the button was sticky. Yeah, we'll chalk it up as the button was sticky. <laughs> Why is the button sticky, Gunner? I don't know. Good question. <laughs> Where do you keep this box? <laughs> um, it's, you know. Too it's close to the bedroom? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Oh, I get it. You cook bacon. It was close to the stove. Yeah, that's what it was. All right. So here we are. Episode 27. Um, Yeah, we're here and... Doing it. We're finally doing it. We uh, had some technical difficulties as in we started recording, but the button wasn't recording, so... And nobody needed to know because they would have never known. Well, it's kind of funny, though, so... I'm just glad you brought it up. (laughs) Yeah, we were talking for probably a good 15 minutes before we realized that we weren't recording. Episode 27. Yes. (laughs) Gunner. I'm an idiot. Yeah. But you haven't forgot to hit the button since... No, that's a good lesson. Just just give her give her Zach. Let her eat. Yeah, let her, let her eat, eat. That's right. And right off the top with a cold one. Yes. What's Jake? going on, Jake? Just happy to be here with you two redoing this last fifteen <laughs> minutes. Yes. 
Well, now you got some practice in. Most guests don't get that. Well, I feel like I used all my talent up already. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as you were saying in the beginning, uh, I think your talent got used up uh, Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Definitely whipped it out and then uh, stood on it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's a deal. You got a big one. Sometimes you step on it. So maybe next time you get some knee socks, huh? <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's where the Dick Award came from. Right. Jake Rudetsky. What do you think? It might be. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty funny. Oh, we got one more. We one got more, one more from Jake. You got it, Zach. Oi. I But yeah, so then uh, <laughs> obviously grew up around racing. Um my dad actually didn't want um, my brother and I to race. Um, you know, the older I got, I started finally going with him when I was like 12, 14, going in the pits with him and helping him. And finally, um, you know, the pure stock class kind of started booming during that time. Adam Hensel was doing really good. Um, my sister started dating him. So, you know, being a tough boyfriend I was, I figured I had to, you know, get a pure stock to go rough his feathers, you know. <laughs> but, uh, I begged dad to, to buy me a car and he's like, well, you're only, you know, 15. I was like, well, you can race at 15. He's like, well, how are you going to get to the racetrack? I said, well, you're going to buy a car for my brother and I will, you know, we'll share it. He'll drive me, you know, when I'm racing and I'll go with him and, you know, help him when he's racing. He's like, ah, I don't know. No, no, racing's a disease. He's actually his <laughs> famous quote, um, you know, growing up, he just didn't want us kids to race because, you know, it's a, it's a, addicting sport but uh he finally caved and bought us a a pier stock and jesse and i shared that the first year and then uh we bought another car so Uh, then both pretty amazing where they've where they started and where they're at now yeah that's very true true with a lot of people too jesse won a lot of races this year jake actually did win a few races and had some tough luck there towards the end, but fired it back up towards the end of the year again. But yeah, he, um, what race was that during kind of the middle of the season? Was it when he won at Cedar Lake? Him. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, it was, uh, that episode was a lot of good laughs. Oh yeah. It was, it was a good time. Jake's a good dude. Well, so. you started out good when you don't hit the button. Right. And then, uh, after Jake, oh yeah, I, I didn't want that's why we needed to play that because Gunner forgot to hit the button. Yeah, sorry, Gunner. Mm, yeah. I had to bring it up. It is what it is. Uh, next episode, one of the ones that uh, did not get a number because it was our first technical intermission podcast. Yes. Uh, we talked to four local go kart tracks. Um, in the next season of our episodes, we plan to do more of that. Yep. We want to keep this intermission deal going, uh, get a few of the cart drivers on and just do some quick clips with them. And yeah, I think it'll be fun to listen to what the kids have to say about some of this stuff too. Yeah. And it was kind of cool just to get an update from, you know, the track owners and this is what's kind of going on and this is what the plan is. So, yeah. and all four tracks were, I mean, I think they all had a pretty amazing year from what I could see. And cart yeah. counts are growing. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, Thunder Hill was every weekend was packed, and when we did that the Nationals deal. Yeah, holy Hannah, what do we have? Like four B mains for one class. I don't know, but we almost had to go into Grandpa's fields and yeah. park some vehicles. Yeah, there. it was. 
That's. I don't think I've ever packed or parked. What do we have? Like 10 trailers out in the parking lot? I think so. I've never seen it like that. It's awesome. Crazy good stuff. But uh, special thanks to all the kart racers. Yes. I think this uh, next clip is going to be pretty great. We had to do more than just one. Right. Wait, with Jesse? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Hold this up. Next, this next clip's really good. Yes. The one following <laughs> that is... Come on, Ted. Great as well. I'm sorry, Zach. This is... <laughs> I'm sorry. Here we go. That would be pretty I've wrecked. seen him drive. I can vouch. He can do it. So, I think what I'm going to do... Is shut me down. Enter we were for just having a moment. Enter to win the MB Customs mod at Red Cedar Speedway. Whoever gets it, please let Blake drive it. <laughs> Scotty, peanut. Yeah, he said if he wins it, did he? I'm driving it. At a boy, Scotty. Go. Oh, peanut. He was a superstar the last couple weekends on my team. Heck yeah, he was Scotty's so cool. excited. I yeah. let him draw. He drew a sixty. Nice. Which, you know. Eh. 60's like, eh, whatever. I've drawn 95 in the last two weeks, so that's... That's awesome. I Good need, job on I, that. Maybe, maybe on my team, please. Yeah, maybe get Peanut to draw for you. I would like him on my team. I think please. he'd be a very good introduction to the team of Jesse Glenn's yes. racing. High five. Yes, he's a very good guy. Very hey, good. Uh, <laughs> so Why do you have to ruin this? You not have the voice. <laughs> yes, Where's we would just be very nice to each other over here. Me and, and he, Blake talk? <laughs> it's good. Gunner, he cannot do this. He shut down right away as soon as he speaks the word. Much success. My sister. <laughs> she's a very nice lady. Maybe you meet her. I think I might just have to hit the news button while you Golly. Go ahead. You had a question <laughs> coming up. I could see your brain turning. Yeah. No, just ask it. Saying we should uh, hit the news on. <laughs> uh, is it weird that, like,. Whenever I hang out with certain people, I get made fun of all the time. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious when you're like, <laughs> I knew when I started talking, I'm like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that clip, you could definitely see the relationship we have with Jesse. Oh, sure. yeah. But. For sure. Uh, for sure, take a drink. <laughs> I uh, I also wanted to bring Scotty in there because Scotty was a big part of my twenty twenty one year. And when we parked it in Victory Lane, I don't think I've ever seen Scotty so excited. Scotty, oh peanut! I hope you all know him because if you don't, you should go shake his hand. You're basically missing out if you yeah, don't. He's a legend, pretty much. All right. Now, I mean, I can't say that I have a favorite episode, but as far as stories go and as far as a fan goes from prior years, this has got to be one of the best. One of. Not going to put it at the top, but it's it's right there. Let's go on it. with the Borafield, Zach. To uh, the all-tell race in uh, Batesville, Arkansas. And I had a, had a Jay McDonald car with an Impala front clip on it. So we get down there and start walking around, and there's a 150 race cars there, I think, for 100000 to win, all mods. And nice track. It's Batesville's a crazy track. It's real slick, and it's just like almost a perfect circle. It's crazy track. But uh, I get walking around here, and I'm looking around. 
And I'm the only car in the pits with an Impala front clip. <laughs> Everybody's Chevelle. You know, and I don't remember for sure what year it is, but but I'm like, are we that far behind in times up here in Wisconsin, you know, uh, or what's going on? And yeah. we're winning here with Impala Clips. We're winning like crazy. So I go back home and talk to Jay, and he's like, how'd it go? And I'm like, well, I didn't make the feature. <laughs> That's how one thing went, but I think we got to change something. He's like, what do we got to change? And I'm like, Chevelle front clip. And he said, like, you know, I've been thinking about doing that on a couple of race cars. I said, build one. <laughs> and he's like, well, what are we going to do if it don't work? I said, change it. I said, let's just try it. You know, I mean, we're, I said, them cars down there were quite a bit quicker than, than our cars up here. So talked him into building one. We built one and. I don't remember for sure because I'm horrible on stats, but I think 26 out of 28 features or 26 out of 27 features or something like that with that car couldn't lose, could not lose. (laughs) I mean, I think the only one I lost had a flat tire. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, uh, so it won the points on 30 shows. Wow. I had enough points in 30 shows. I just stopped racing. Jay. Yeah, it, Not was, bad. it was absolutely crazy. So then the Chevelle clip cars just took off well, like crazy. Yeah. You know? What was the difference though? I mean, like what are you talking about like as far as that clip goes? I think it was about sixty to eighty pounds lighter for sure was one and and the steering geometry was way better on a Chevelle car. Hmm. So That's yeah, it's just you gotta try it, you know. Yep. If you don't try it, you never know. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. The things you can see when cars fully, like, he's literally looking at somebody else's race car that's race ready. Right. Until, and this was how long ago? Right. And he's like, are we that far behind in times? That was a good Craig Thatcher voice. Thanks. <laughs> well, you know. I I mean, how can you play Craig Thatcher and not have three clips from it, though? I actually love listening to him, though. It's... <laughs> Let's hit the next. Okay. <laughs> guy next to you that has the same equipment, you got to do a little something different to yours. Right. You know, you, so, you know, you just, you sit in the shop with the plumb bob and scratch your head and, you know, and, yes. and level and squares and, you know, you try to really, really just fine tune the race car. And, and, uh, so I, I did that for a few years and, and then, you know, that chain link Hoosier come aboard and it didn't have the traction as them old, uh, boss tires did. So I'm like, so just a, you know, a, a fucking light went off my head. Just like, we ain't got enough traction. We don't have enough traction for these tires, you know, got to get the jump on these guys. So I, you know, late models at the time, you know, I know Joe Kreiderman and a few other people were screwing around with, you know, swing arm on the left and four link on the right under lay models. So I just like, you know, to me, that don't make no sense. I think I would go the other way. Keep the swing arm on the right, put the four link on the left for traction. So call Pat door up. I'm like, you home? He's like, yeah, I'm home. I'm like, I'll be right up with my measuring tape. So I don't know what he added. 
master built of some sort, you know. So I took a few measurements, went home, made a couple mounts. Holy moly, do we have a hot rod. <laughs> you couldn't spin a tire. <laughs> it, was, uh. it was so, it was so dominant. And that was, so that was another one of them years that we clipped <laughs> off about 22 wins out of 23 <laughs> nights or something. You what know? year was that? I couldn't even tell you. It was the red car. I remember you. Was it? That was definitely four Z. We won, we won every Invitational. We won the Minnesota One Hundred. We won Ashland. The same car with the tenant. Every everything. <laughs> we won everything. Didn't matter where we started. It was just you might as well hand me the check. It was just so dominant, you know. And uh, so naturally, you know, you got to tell your chassis builder what you're doing. Yeah. So. Next, Word got out. <laughs> next year, every car was a 4Z, you know, coming out of the factory. Yep. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I I'm love pretty the word sure. Plum Bob. Plum Bob. <laughs> the things you can do with a Plum Bob. Yeah. Got my measuring tape and <laughs> <laughs> had to make the noises. <laughs> this next one is a big, well, it's from the same person, but it's a big lesson. Blake For, Anderson's new motto. Yep. It is my new motto. I will literally make t-shirts if I have to. Here it is. I was told at a early in my career by my uncle, um, he said one thing, just remember one thing he said, and you'll, uh, you'll be good. He said, if that tire is spinning, you're not going forward. He said, I always remember that. So that's for some reason that always stuck with me. Yep. Very <laughs> so, true though. So I just just tried to finesse the car around. You got a lot of motor and a little tire. So it just took a lot of finesse not to spin that tire. Right. So that's what I tried to do. <clears throat> no and once I got into mods, it was because it's so easy to spin that tire. Yeah. And once you spin that tire, you might as well throw the anchor out. Yep. You know? <laughs> you ain't going mm-hmm. nowhere. So I just always try to concentrate on just finessing around there so good and, and really try to get the car driving really good. You know, mm-hmm. you, you'll see, we always, you know, talk when we pull in the pits afterwards, you always see people just sweating their freaking balls off, you know, and, and, like my goal was to come in looking just like this, right. you know. <laughs> and when you come in looking like this, your car's driving good. Yep, yeah. you know. <laughs> right. And when you're sweating your balls off, your car ain't driving very good. So just always try to get your car driving good, and don't spin a tire. Yep. Don't do it, dude. I have don't that, even think about doing that. It. Quote is buried in my brain <laughs> with that voice. Right. I was told at a young age. <laughs> Like, if you could get a movie. If you're spinning the tire, you ain't going forward. You could seriously get, like, a voiceover guy. Oh, Craig could be a voiceover guy for, like, a really cool dirt track movie. Did we just become best friends? Whoa. (laughs) Honestly, though. Do you want to go create? (laughs) You want to go do karate in the garage? Maybe. Favorite magazine. Good housekeeping. (laughs) Next one comes from the Dukester. The Duke Arena. Duke Meister. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and come on the show. What is it? 
How did it get started? Basically, uh, you know, first of all, I just got to say it's, it's, it's an honor doing what I do with the people I do it with. Because I truly am just a 50-year-old race fan with a camera that has a career in trucking and transportation that was fortunate enough to find a way to incorporate my job with the sport I love. And that is Matt Bull. He's huge. I think we should all uh, just give him a thank you. Yes. Instead of him thanking us. Yeah, he he will never take a thank you. Right. He always thanks you back. Yes. But we appreciate everything he's ever done for us. What a guy. Uh, Next one coming up here, we got the Oxton. The Iceman. He is like a brother to me, so that's why we needed to play he, uh, some of this. Yeah. And, cheer. and his travels. Yeah. Amazing. It's crazy. He made some trips, boys. From Duluth. Duluth. Back up here anymore. But one thing I always liked about Thunder Hill was, you know, I, I remember I was in third in one of the heat races, and, and uh, I had Blake and Lance Anderson both in front of me. And Blake is just a master at just hammering the top. And then Lance is so good at finessing and just catfishing on the bottom. And I remember I just, it was anybody's race between the two of them. And I, that was when I realized, I was like, man, this track is badass because you can run, anybody can run on the bottom or anybody can run on the top. And, you know, clearly I see it right in front of me where no groove right now is really better than the other. It's just, uh, Blake might have edged Lance out in one corner and Lance might have got him in the next corner. And Thunder Hill was, was, uh, a real true place to cut your teeth, I think. I mean, it, it just shows too with, you know, you got, you know, guys like, uh, Blake and Gunner, obviously, you know, when you were racing and Giassi and Jesse Glenn's and Chase B. Brock. And I mean, the whole list of names go on with all the people that are real good yeah. drivers and big cars now that, you know, they cut their teeth in Thunder Hill and it really shows. Yeah. Kennedy Swan, you got that Caden Blazer. I mean, it's, it's nuts. I, mm-hmm. there was a lot of years there too where it was, you know, the four, you know, my brother, me, Gunner, you, it seemed like at least once or twice a month, we'd all end up at least getting into a heat race together somehow. And it would be the four of us. I mean, we didn't, there wasn't enough room there for sliders yet <laughs> when we were all racing. But I mean, it was a toss up who was going to win that son of a bee, regardless of where we started. Mm-hmm. I think the coolest yeah, thing have- too was uh, just like after we'd get done with the feature, we'd all just, Shake hands, high five, and say yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fun of it. That's what I would call currently my good old days. Yes. That so was fun. back on Tiny Thunder Hill right. when that started. Because I think you, I, Gunner, or you, I, Jamie, were all there for every track champ transition. Yeah. Because when you started, you started on a small track, right? And then it went a little bigger, and then it was yeah. mini bike in the infield, and then yep. we went to four wheelers, and then it got wider. Yep. And then <laughs> and the banking. Banking. <clears throat> yeah. That's crazy. Thinking about all that, yeah. And it was, like we said, it was so fun. I mean, because it was just like, we were just out there for fun, and we didn't have tons of money in it, but it was such yeah. a blast to just go out and race and have it, fun. Literally, if you spent ten grand in a year, that's... That was like too much. (laughs) 
Yep. I'll move on to the old Kennedy. Moving on. Last, standing at the chute, and here she comes down, and I'm like, she's already crying. I'm like, this might be short-lived. And she pulls up, and she's like, my four-wheeler's not fast enough. I'm like, do you want to do this? Or she's like, yeah. I said, I'll go buy you a four-wheeler if you want to try it. So we went out, and next week bought her an Outlaw 90 Polaris, which I suggest not to do if you're going to go ice racing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but we didn't know, so we bought it, and she ice raced the rest of that season, and then at the end of the season, she's like, Dad, I'm ready to go karting. And uh, that next year, we took her out and brought her out to Thunder Hill and started practice with her on Sundays. And, I mean, the first time on the track, it was wide open. I mean, it was. And it has been wide open ever since. Yes. I think one of my biggest takeaways, I would say, from that is the first time her dad put her in a cart, she wouldn't do it. Right. Didn't even want to touch it. Then she got into the four-wheelers, and it was game on, wide open from there. And, I mean, well, nobody needs to be told on how good she did this year because everybody knows. Everybody knows. I think one of my favorite pitchers was uh, the pitcher of her braids and um, her pit gal there. I don't remember her name. Um, She put on there as a caption, the most well-known braids in Wissota. (laughs) True story. Yep. God, yeah, she had a great season. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, excited to see what she does next year. But we got one more clip from Now, on a little bit more of, like, a personal level, um, I had a question come up. What's it like being a girl race car driver, like, in school? Like, what do your friends think about it? Or what do you, you know, kind of what's the atmosphere like? Well, my friends think it's really cool, but before, like, the news thing came out, not a lot of people knew I raced or anything. But once the news came out, like, all my teachers knew, a lot of kids did, but they never really said anything about it or anything. They just, I don't know. They just don't say anything, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's spot out there. I mean, she, I used to ask her, what, what do they say to you at school? And they're like, nobody knows. Nobody knows I raced at. Yeah. yeah. And once the news thing did come out, I mean, I wouldn't say popularity, but just just knowing about her was huge, you know? Yeah. I don't know what you would call that. It's not necessarily popularity, but it's just there was a lot more people that knew about Awareness, her. Awareness, maybe. <sighs> yeah. I'm terrible with trying to find words. Zach, what do you call that? You're a college student. You should know everything. What am I trying to uh, find the word here? Well, once the news thing came out, the news clip, like... I'd say like recognition, publicity. Sure. Yeah. That's good job. Colin. Shoot it. That's right. I feel like he did a good job there. How about Todd, 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 Todd. I mean, my hobby, I guess I never knew I had was photography and and video work. (laughs) I mean, whether that was forced upon or not, but man, I'm really enjoying that. And, some of the different stuff that, that I do and that I get to do is, I mean, surprising to myself. I mean, I take yep. a, take a shot and, and, uh, by the end of the night, I kind of go through some of the stuff I did and I'm like, wow, that's actually really cool. Or, or you take a, a picture of sorts and it's uh, a car is in focus, but then there's a car spinning out in the background or something yeah. like that. And it's <laughs> right. like, well, wow, that was a good timely shot. <laughs> we missed Todd. Todd. Todd always has good stories. Met him on iRacing. Yep. Vogel's live streams. Really? Yep. That's how he. Be, he that's how Todd became a part of 
friendship. Uh, he's been, I would call him an extremely close friend to me. Yes. Um, he do anything for you. He's, yeah. And now he's known at the races as 828 Media. Boom. So Watching I was, him progress is cool, too. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, and it's cool just because he enjoys it so much. Yep. Like, he just loves doing that, and people obviously love it, too, because his shots are awesome. And so. he took a pile of time with us. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying that he, you know, he really did helped everything us grow, for us, but he helped us a pile as far as getting, like, what we need to do with the podcast, how to get it scripted, how to make things flow better, and I mean the notes. Todd's every an time excellent we, note taker. Yeah, like every if t- I ever make it on the Outlaw Tour, which will never happen, Todd is being like my your guy. PR guy. <laughs> yeah. He's your PR guy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Todd's sure. the guy. Yeah. So organized. So officially, Todd, on the podcast, live on the mic, I would like to thank you personally. Thank you, Todd, Todd, Todd. Ted. We miss you. Come back, Todd. Bye, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Todd. On to the next one. Adventures. You guys remember the reality TV show, The Osbournes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Osbournes ain't got nothing on the Nesbits. <laughs> <laughs> we could have put... Uh, if we would, Schultz! Uh, Schultz! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So you got, yeah. Sharon. <laughs> exactly. Schultz! Sharon! Sharon! <laughs> Chad! That works. That works. Schultz. Get this man of here. Schultz. Get him a drink. I'm not getting anybody up. <laughs> oh, I was just about crying there. You can't beat Ben Bros voice. Especially <laughs> <laughs> first time hearing him on the mic at Rice Lake, I'm like, uh, who is this guy? <laughs> Especially when it just comes in out of nowhere. <laughs> like, Rice Lake's old announcer is just kind of like, like, whatever. And then all of a sudden, Ben comes in. It's just like, oh. <laughs> what just happened? I asked him that in person. Can anyone do your voice? And he said, no, impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, so great. Oh. I think we got... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jake Miller coming on next. Is that correct there, Zach Todd? Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Opportunity to, you know, have them on the front and stuff like that. But, you know, talking about the graphics and stuff, you also like to have a little bit of fun with your graphics. And, and if anybody's ever noticed, if you look on the, on the back spoiler, you're going to get something, you know, each and every year. If not, you're going to get something maybe a couple times a year. Uh, nope. <laughs> some of the stuff that you have on <laughs> on the spoiler. I mean, you've had Rednecker than you, uh, Pump the Brakes, Do Work, Jacqueline Hyde, and this yeah. year now you got Bottom Shelf on there. What's the story behind some of these? So, like, the uh, Jacqueline Hyde is, you know, kind of when you're – I feel like I'm a pretty nice guy when I'm off the track and pretty level-headed, but, you know, I kind of just turn to, you know, the whole Jacqueline Hyde thing. When I get on the track, it's like I, I – get that other level of, Hey, I'm, you know, this is business here. Let's, let's get this done. Let's try to do the best we can. And, you know, you know, try to get the fans out of their seats or in their seat. If they, you know, if they don't like me or if they like me, it's, that's kind of the thing there. And then, uh, you know, pump the brakes is just a, 
you know, thing, <laughs> thing that we always laughed about. Or like my my wife's big thing now is fair enough, you know. So she always tells me, if I'm like, hey, I want to do this. She's like, fair enough. <laughs> it's like, oh, Lord, honey. <laughs> so, yeah, that sounds like a trap. Yeah, it is. It's like, if, if, is it fair enough if I do it or if I don't? Like, is that a yes or a no? Or, yeah, so that's, that's her that's her vague way of telling me. <laughs> and once again, Todd with the notes. Todd with the note. Great he had notes. every spoiler that Jake's had so far. Yes. And uh, I wish there was like a, I mean, you kind of can put it under the wing of a sprint car, but yeah. on the back of a spoiler is just, yeah. it's a key. Uh, one thing on Jake Miller, though, it was uh, pretty amazing getting to know him, meet him. Uh, I think we've had a Snapchat Snapchat streak since. Uh, yep. Great dude, and I uh, definitely consider him a friend. So uh, it was fun watching him this year as well after talking to him and hearing the story. Yeah, for sure. Drink. Oh, great. Jesus. <laughs> Another thing that happened with the Bill 2 Media Podcast is a drinking game. We created a drinking game. You know how many times you say for sure? How many? For sure. Go through all these episodes. Oh, I I heard oh listening to them. Oh, my gosh. Well, hey. You know how many times I say, oh, yeah. <laughs> or, uh, yeah. Yeah, all right. Or I throw a yeah out there and laugh real quick. How many? <laughs> a lot. Yeah, okay. All right. Let's go to my buddy Alex. Uh, I don't know. That's that's the thing to me is when when they come up to this area, it actually kind of really does surprise me. All the guys that kind of run the other way. <laughs> yeah, when, um, yeah, I agree. I just to me it blows my mind because a lot of guys that tell me all the time, you know, I'm not good enough to go and, and I'm not good enough for this, and I'm I'm telling these people like, hey, if you're not good enough to go, and every time we race against each other, you beat me, that means I shouldn't go. I literally texted a couple. Uh, talking about when the USMTS comes up. Oh, everybody. I thought that was a pretty good point that he made. It was. You know, there are a few guys. It's like, why aren't you there? Right. Like, you could have a good shot at winning. Yeah, or at least a top five, which pays better than most feature wins. Right. At any local track, so. Yeah, he uh, he had a stellar year, especially at the beginning. He came off with them three in a row and then uh, had a bad wreck down there in Webster City. But he, I think the, the race right after that, he came right back to Ogilvy, and I think he actually did win a USMTS race. Yeah, he got the USMTS win. Took the big check home. and Pretty uh, pretty good year overall, though. Yeah, yeah. I was when I was listening to that, it was pretty funny to hear his speech when he went at fountain city because he's like after i said what i said four thousand people stood up and cheered and there was four of them that were still sitting so, right <laughs> yeah he had some haters at the beginning of the year yeah moving on okay so you yeah. you basically locked locked that up then yeah yeah that yep we uh i actually they take your top 12 shows for points and i think i had i think i had six seconds and 10 wins in the whole deal <laughs> come on 60 <laughs> percent of the time he, he wins, wins every, every time. time mr 27p parker anderson he was yeah um, dude he had the fire points wrapped up by august in a street stock it's not bad Jeez, <laughs> pretty average really he had a hell of a year as well 
Yeah. Kind of got dicked at the uh, little dream, but take it how you want it. I'm not going to comment anymore on that. So that was a rough race, put it that way. It was which, different. Which was the night after we had recorded this. So Right. Yeah, he. Uh, it was a tough night. But coming up next, we got uh, your Damn. little, huh? Tim. We got little, the Squatch. Yeah, you got the little dream winner. Yes. Let's little hear it. Winner. Let's hear it. Yeah. I guess what year did you have the most success and what was it in? Um, I'd have to be in 2016. I was running three cars and I won 108 features that year in three cars. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Hannah. I think I won 49 in the streeter, 48 or 49, and I think I won 49 at 50 in the stupor. And then I, I don't remember what's on the mod, whatever gets us to 108. That's <laughs> I mean, we had, some, we had some crazy, that was a crazy year. Jeez, <laughs> man. Most people don't we run just, 108 races in two years. <laughs> yeah, that's everybody's bad. They're just like, I mean, I cracked. I cracked. Uh, we ended up, we were in Montana, and I got a couple wins, and we came back to Granite City. We ran all three cars, and that's when Chris Teppen was still proponent. And he goes, was that your 100th win on the season? I'm like, yeah. Like, they won all three. We'll come back that Sunday. Man. That's literally insane. Yeah. 108 wins Just in one season. Just three cars to the track. Yeah, the commitments. Right. <laughs> And then, like he said, he went to Montana and won whatever and drove all the way back here and won. Like, you just drove from Montana right. back to Minnesota and won again. Like, like no big deal. Yeah, I did what I did. It is what it is. <laughs> oh, and he also raced a sprint car at one time. Oh, like, don't forget about that. And he's a two-time, three-time, whatever it is, little dream winner. Uh, it's... Uh, I asked him if he'd rather win the lottery or the little dream, and he said the little dream because it'd be more fun. And I did the math real quick because the stats were in front of us. Well, he's only about forty thousand away from a hundred grand at the little dream. I think it was. He Jeez. ran that race really good too. Yeah, he did. Just he went wait, to the back waited. right away. Yeah. He like spun. I think he got spun. Yeah, he did get. He did spin or got spun running like third. But came right back up. Yeah, went all the way to the back and then last. Saved his stuff to land. Nuts. Jesus. I would not be able to think that way. This uh, this next story is pretty funny. Which one is it? JD. Oh, JD. <laughs> JD, great fella. Please tell me more about uh, the moped that you crashed and broke your collarbone. Oh, on. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, last year after the legendary 100. Um, Cedar Lake held a race to kind of cap the season off because they couldn't have the punky because they weren't racing down at Menominee. Um, oh, yeah. a few too many bush lights and other mixed drinks, uh, that night. And, and I decided to try to drive, uh, Jordan Hinkmeyer's moped home, which, uh, I still got to get squared up with him on that. He came and picked <laughs> it up at my house all crashed up and bruised up, but. I'll, uh, I'll make it right with him one of these days. Um, but yeah, I, try, I tried to drive it home from Cedar Lake, which I drive that a hundred times a summer. I, I know the way. I just, uh, just happened to not see that ditch jump out in front of me and, and crash the moped and broke my collarbone and then got up and finished the drive home with one hand. 
gosh. I don't know if you guys caught that uh, little sound bite by Blake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to use that for Jesse's when we were doing the, oh, yeah. Yep. I didn't think it was. You didn't do it. No, I didn't do it. Didn't the do it. making fun of me was probably more funny or what? No, it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> Let's be honest. It was pretty great. <laughs> uh, uh, next, we got. We got two more. Two more. Two more, and then we're all done with these clips. Corey Mater, up next. I remember all of that. And so that was kind of cool, you know, going racing every week and watching your dad win all the time. Uh, it's kind of addicting. And then uh, um, he would never let me race go-karts. Uh, go-karts were not a thing I was allowed to do. Uh, I had a, go- a backyard go-kart when I was five. Okay. Uh, so I would practice running different lanes. I had the neighbor kids come over and tear the whole track up with their four-wheelers so I could rake some banking into the track and <laughs> You know, that kind of stuff. And uh, so I, I practiced my lane changes and everything else on a go-kart starting at five, but I was never able to race anybody. Even if a buddy brought over a go-kart, I couldn't be on the track with them at the same time as house rules. So house rules. Another in-shop guest. That was. I think I probably learned. I learned so much after the podcast. Oh, my gosh. Like, if we could have just had a camera following us around. That man is knowledgeable as all get out. I don't know if you guys know this, but the engine in a street stock is too far forward. Super stock. Super stock. Too far forward. His en- yeah. It, they um, got cast iron manifolds on them things. Y- have he- you ever heavy. looked under the hood of a super stock, though? Oh, well, maybe. You could literally put a There's charcoal drill room. behind the motor. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And then they got like 300 pounds of lead bolted to the back to balance it out. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's crazy. And I never knew that, but Corey's like, yeah, come check it out. And he puts the thing on the hoist, up it goes, and we're underneath the car looking at it just in awe. <laughs> yep, that's Why a lot of lead. did I never notice any of this ever once? Not even. Go next time you're at a racetrack. Go and look at a super stock without Are the hood on. Are we supposed to tell all this information? Good point. I don't know. I mean, it's just well, observation. I'm pretty it's probably sh- a rule, though. I'm pretty, yeah. Well, I'm sure a it's a rule. Yeah. But regardless, yeah, it's. I, I think if they drive Something the super stock, about. they're probably complaining just like. Right. Yeah. Last one, boys and girls. Jake. Damn. Extreme competition. I mean, we're talking about the USA, USRA Nationals here, so. Um. The features were split into two, so we had um, you know, a lot of good guys were in the other one. I had good guys in mine too, but <laughs> we started on the front on the front row, um, and uh, started on the front row and took the lead right away. And then uh, there's a yellow few laps in, and uh, Corey Kratzer passed me on the outside. And I, what? And yeah, and then I went back around him, and it was pretty much the end of it. Dude, how did how did Jake Tim get passed on the outside? That's like one of those things that happens once in a lifetime, maybe. Corey Craps are taking the nomination on that one. Yeah. Somebody had to do it, I guess. Wow, Gunner. Forty nine episodes, eh? Yeah. Episode fifty is being recorded. That's a that's pretty much a wrap on the season. That was a lot of good guess. I do have some news because I didn't think it was right to not end with a little bit of news. Really? What do you think? That's your call. If I you feel got, like we need to end a couple with a little bit of news. of news. 
uh, right before that. I would like to thank everyone that has listened thus far. Uh, hopefully you go back and listen to a couple of these ones that we had shown you. Yeah, there's a couple that I just want to go. Most of them I want to just go back and listen to again because they were pretty darn good. Uh, really appreciate all the support this year. Um, yeah, you guys are great. Yes, We've like met. we said, uh, we will be taking probably a couple weeks off here and uh, kind of regrouping. Revamping the studio, if you want to call it that. And then we'll uh, we'll be back with season two. Yeah. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank uh, you. We couldn't have done it without you this year. And, I mean, any sponsor was just basically support and help along the way. So, yes. um, as far as season two goes, if you're listening now and you want to get a hold of us and get on the sponsor list for 2022 slash part of 21, uh, I think we got some good stuff coming, man. Yeah, I... Uh Pretty excited for some of the guests we've already kind of got lined up here. So I think it's going to be a good season two. Me too, man. It's been fun. It's been real. We did it. We have done it. All right, let's get some news. Think of your body as a car. It needs energy. Liquid Nitro is that energy. Liquid Nitro energy drinks. It's packed with superfruits and five B vitamins. That'll give you clean energy for those moments when you need that boost. You want it to last. Stop the crash. And you want it to taste good. Pour some nitro into your tank. Liquid Nitro energy drinks. Welcome to the world of real energy. No bull. LiquidNitroEnergyDrink.com Time for the news. The Built 2 News. Otherwise known as screenshots Blake's got on his phone. Powered by Liquid Nitro Energy Drinks. Here's Gunner and Blake with the news. We also we also have uh, Zach Whittles in-house. Otherwise so. known Good as day. Todd. Yeah, Good Todd. day, Zach. Hello, Todd. That's between you and I, though. Like, I feel like it'd be weird if we brought it out to the public. Well, the public probably doesn't even know what you're talking about. So, Okay, Todd. I guess we'll stick with the Todd thing then Jack for now. Todd. I think we should stop the Todd thing. What do you think, Todd Gunner? Well, Todd Blake, it's, you know, it's neither here nor there. Okay, Gunner Todd. I'll uh, keep on going with the Todd stuff. But anyways, episode 50 news. My phone just shut off. I will. Uh, okay, I will read some more of this. It came back. So. Uh, just wanted to do a little bit of rundown here for you sprint car fans. Seven teams have made beyond 300000 with the World of Outlaws. Dollars, that is. Can I guess them without looking? Uh, sure. Kyle Larson. Yep. Brad Sweet. Yep. Carson Macedo. Yep. Sheldon. Nope. Close. He's next. Uh, David. Donnie. Close. Yep, Donnie. So what am I out for? Yep, you're missing one. One big one? Uh, Before Hot and Shield and before Gravel, there's one more. Shoehart? Yes. So Kyle Larson's made $398,700, and he doesn't even race on the tour. Is Courtney on that list? No, but he would be, be close. close. They only listed seven, so... I feel like Tyler Courtney was in the low 200s. And this is just just off of wing sprint car racing? Uh, Yes. So just think of the money he's made with NASCAR. And this is compared to 
three teams in 2019 and two teams in 2018. Wow. <clears throat> but that only means that they reached the 300,000 mark. It's good to see it go up. Yeah. It needs to. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, for Send what it costs. Motors 15 sh- every 15 shows, it's you can't yeah. do it for six grand to win or something. Right. And I've watched a lot of videos since, you know, in the last couple of weeks about Bobby Allen and how he runs and manages his team. It's, well, yeah, you the, and I have actually listened yeah. to a couple of podcasts in the truck. Like, like if he can save money somewhere, it's going to happen, yeah. even if it's $5. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Well, I mean, I just even think about when I was back on the team. I mean, we stayed in hotels every night. To all the tires you had to get well, a tire each bills night. Are like, I think I Bobby Allen's open red episode. He's saying a, a tire bill per year is like fifty grand. Wow, yeah, and that's insane. on the cheap side. Yeah, for sure. Running you like used left rears, like going two nights out of a left rear and stuff like that. And you see it at Cedar Lake. I mean, they're done with the heat race. Tires are in the yeah, pile. It's crazy. Yep. Because once they get the heat cycle through them, they're done. Right. And like you say, every 15 shows or something on a motor, you got to rebuild it, and it's like 15 grand to rebuild. Easy. 15 to 20. And what were we saying? Or that guy in the pot, Open Red, that we listened to, has each Shark Racing team has nine motors. Yeah. I mean, it's insane to even think about the figures. Yeah, they're lucky enough to have uh, family family man that actually builds the motors. Right. So not all teams can do that. Um, that stat comes from Wikipedia, by the way. Wikipedia. Well, I said that's what I said the first time. This next, I say that all the time, don't I? But this next stat also comes from Wikipedia. That's right, Ted. So we were talking about sprint cars. Now we're going to go over to the late model division. Brandon Overton back in action tonight. He's. This was. I don't remember the date. Todd, do you remember the date, Todd? As far as like his earnings? Yes. I think it was last weekend that he put that out there. Okay, so last weekend, Brandon Overton is already beyond 830000 in earnings with 28 victories in 75 late model races this season. I think half of that probably came out of Eldora. Well, yes, but, but still. still the guy is crazy. To even get close to a million in a dirt race car. That's not even like shirt sales and stuff like that. Right. He's doing pretty good this year. That's impressive. Ooh, did you guys see him racing a micro at Millbridge? Yeah, he was ripping. Yeah. That's right. Uh, it was pretty sweet. So uh, our buddy, we just listened to him on here, Parker Anderson. Yep. He put out a post, which I thought was pretty cool because he actually went and told us everything in this post. But uh, 2021 was Soda National. Minnesota State, Granite City, and Street Stock Tour champion. 69 events, 34 wins at 10 different tracks, including 10 Street Stock Tour wins. Wissota 100, prelude to the Johnny Viking Speedway Labor Day Special Night 1. Impressive. Not bad. Not bad. That's not going to say that. Is that is that sixty percent or is, did he did he fall under the sixty percent mark? Got to be close. Thirty four and thirty four would be sixty eight, so it's uh, one race under fifty percent. He's forty nine percent of the time he wins every, every time. time. Close enough. Uh, did you see the throwback Texas race? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Some pretty bitching cars there. 
Tim Johnson. We just heard from him. Tim. Eighth position at the old Batesville, Arkansas race. He got eighth? Yeah. He qualified seventh and had to start 19th. Because they start three wide down there. Who won? Do you know? I'd never, ever seen it. Hmm. I wonder how our buddy Jake Tim did. He finished ninth. Really? Yep. Ninth right behind Tim. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. For a guy that doesn't run them very often. <laughs> it was his third race this right. year. <laughs> uh, Ryan Olson, old Tomahawk winner. Nice. The old one street stock, huh? Oh, yeah. Remember Ryan? Thunderhill sounds familiar. Yes, yeah. it's good. Good stuff. He had a pretty good year as well. Um, then we got none other but <laughs> the guy we talk about quite a bit on here, but you cannot not talk about him. Young money getting that Texas win. It was Texas, wasn't he it? He wins. Yeah, he led. He. I saw some stat where it's like most laps ever led on a mile and a half in a NASCAR season. There was something where too where it was like uh, Kyle Larson eight wins in one season, and then it said like Dale Junior eight wins in his career or something. It was yeah, like holy no. Larson's good, yeah, and he's in the uh, the run for the championship now. He made yeah, he's in the final four or whatever like NASCAR calls him now. So he has became the fourth driver to win at least seven races in NASCAR season with Hendrick Motorsports. Wow. So he now joins Jeff Gordon, who has 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, and Jimmy Johnson, who was 04, 7, 8, and 9, and then Tim Richmond. Yeah, those are crazy names. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Richmond only had one, but still, dude, that's it's literally his first year in, at Hendrick. And right. what? Like, so Texas, I watched the last like 50 laps, and they had probably like five restarts. Mm-hmm. And. The way the NASCAR package is like, you got to be perfect to nail mm-hmm. it. And he was just like dead on, made the right moves. It was just crazy watching him. And he raced go karts all day the day before. Yeah, it was nuts. Like, I want to see him run like the Indy 500 or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he will. Oh, I'm sure. I don't know why he would ever turn it down if he ever got offered, honestly, because he is the perfect size for an Indy car. Right. Those cars are cool. Uh, Jeremy Nelson, the old number four mod, he, was, he won at the uh, Can Am Clash. Nice. Had a boy, Jeremy. Uh, one of my favorite pitchers I've seen this year. <laughs> yep. Did you see it too? Yeah. <laughs> Another Kyle Larson one. Did you see it, Zach? No, I did. Oh, yeah. The grandpa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the year is 2062. Kyle Larson has just won his 12th NASCAR championship and became the first driver in the series to ever race his great grandson. <laughs> funny all right well one year's in the books man there it is that's all we got folks yeah thank you everybody um check out some of our sponsors here yet from this year that's all we got we're wrapping it up like share subscribe you know do the thing hey i was gonna say Write us a comment if you like uh, our podcast. Write it on Spotify or Apple. Yep. Let people know. Yeah, I'm glad this all came together as good as it did. I mean, we planned this for a week now. and We planned it for a week. Actually planned for like three days because we do that. And uh, 
it came together pretty good. I thought it did. <laughs> Let us know if you liked it. Drop some of them comments in. Uh, one sponsor we do not have in the exit would be Pretty Polished Nails Junkie. And I don't think Spot On's in there. And Spot On Point of Sales Credit Card Systems. Check them guys out. Get yourself a free crystal nail polish. Hey, I mean, Christmas is coming up. Exactly. Get some nails, dude. Just do it. Just go get some nails. We're out. Thank you, Season guys. Season two coming soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Zach. Good job. Goodbye. Well, they powered through another one. I don't know how these guys do it. Big thanks to all the sponsors of the Built 2 Media Podcast. QualityFreightRate.com Kick-Ass Beef Jerky Liquid Nitro Energy Drinks Thunder Hill Speedway SKD Jiggy Signs K1 Race Gear Ryan Bowers and Tarvis Racing Be on the lookout to find out who is next week's special guest. Other than that, we're out of here. You the Bill 2, Bill 2. Bill 2. Bill 2. Media, Media. 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 Media.